It's the Dogcast, episode number 205. Arizona State is bringing their road show to the hedges. Dog fans, it's the Dog Guest, episode number 205. It's Arizona State Week, and we're getting ready for a big tilt starting at 7 o'clock on ESPNU. Remember, old dog, the U, not the Deuce, not the Ocho, the U. But the U. And if you don't have the U, make sure you have the U, or you're make sure you're, you're in the stadium. You're going to out a lot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or you better be getting some tickets. Yeah. So, uh, big game this week, old dog, and uh, we've had lots of conversation, and I promise you, dog fans, I am not going to let this show turn into a, man, Willie Martinez sucks. We're not going to beat that anymore, because no. everybody knows it. His explanations of why they're not performing are weak. I don't think he has they're, any idea. Not, no, and, and they're not even worth commenting on, unless... Let's just get our defensive woes out of the way real quick. Just we all know the defense isn't playing up to par. It's not good. We are last or second to last in every category there is. It's all on the feet of Willie Martinez. couple quick things. At the last nine games, opponents are averaging 32.7 points per game. Do you know how many times an opponent scored over 30 points against a Brian Van Gorder-led defense? Uh, I'm going to go with, I don't know, one? One is correct, <laughs> and that was and that was in the SEC championship game. Uh, we have a, you yeah, know, I mean, one just, game over 30 points, and we have a nine-game average over just, 30 points. I mean, there's so many stats that you could just, I mean, you can pair this year's defense to the 1980 defense, this year's defense in three games has given up 12 less points than the 1980 defense did in the entire damn season. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, you, you know, there comes a point where you have to stop saying things like, well, you know, the kicking team put us in some bad situations. Or, well, the turn – you know, I mean, you're having whole games – we're up to nine games with this th- over thirty game average, thirty point average. It's it's not an isolated incident. It's not there's it's not a bad break or a bad bounce or a bad ref call. This is a this is a thing that we're living with now. It, you know? it, it is, and and let's just I mean we all and, know and we all know Willie Martinez sucks. We all know the defense has to improve. And I'm just going to sum the entire thing up, and then we're going to move on to talking actually about the game, but our main man, Brian Evans, I think sums up how good a coach Willie Martinez is when his quote said, part of the secondary issues, which Willie Martinez is the coach of. The position coach, right. The defensive coordinator was simply players not knowing where to be or not knowing what defensive play was being called. 
man, that is some damn great coaching there, <laughs> and we need to keep this guy. Let's give him a raise. We don't know where we're supposed to be, and if we do know, then we, we don't even know the play that was called. We basically don't know what's going on, <laughs> and I really don't know what's worse, that or telling Blair Walsh to kick the ball out of bounds so the opposing team can have it at the 40. Uh, okay, so there you go. Now, let me tell you this, though. Having said all of that, as bad as that is, I'm telling you, I think this defense can play better. I think they can turn it up a notch. Lord, I think, they can't play any worse. Can you're they? right. Yeah, you're right. They can't play any worse. I think we can play better. I think Washington and Houston can get more sacks. I think they can put more pressure. I think if they focus, I, I, I think they can tighten up. They, I don't think they can tighten up enough to win all the games I want them to win, but I do think they can do better, and I think they will do better. But the question is, are they going to do enough so that at the end of the season, everybody's on this damn bubble about, oh, is Willie going to stay? Is Willie going to go? You know, I mean, we well, don't know I mean, about the, all that. But numbers, anyway. The numbers are there that he has to go. But what what gives you, other than the fact that they're talking about playing some, having some different faces out on the field, why do you think they're going to get better? Because at the end Just of the day... Is it is it because, like me, you want them to? Yes, and okay. and because we're the Bulldogs. We will get better. We always get better. It was just what we do. We're going to get better. I know we're going to get better. Like like we did last year. No. As the season went on, the defense got progressively better, and... We well, just no. started shutting teams out at the end of the year. Yeah, you make a good point there, old dog. You make a good point. Uh, you know, it didn't happen last year. It's, we're due, okay? We're due, old dog. How about that? Yeah. You know. Yeah, you we're know due. What? You know, and I go back. <laughs> I go back to the old definition of insanity. Yeah, I know. I know. Hold, wait a second. This one, I, I got something for Allie, Allie Dog right here. Hold on. Yeah, right there. That's the sound of tasty, frosty refreshment. Okay, and and like enough bashing of the defense, we all know it's got to improve if we're going to have any kind of season. Right. So. And, and maybe putting some new faces out there, putting some of these guys that don't know what play is called or <laughs> if they do know what play is called, where they're supposed to be on the bench. We're going to put even younger guys, thing. even younger and more inexperienced guys out there. But, I mean, you know, he's putting. we're going to have Bakari Rambo out there this week. We're going to have Sanders Cummings back there. Um, you know, I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, what are they going to do? Not cover? You know, I mean, what I mean, what could they do? How could they be any worse, really? Yes, they couldn't. They couldn't be any worse. We can't give up any more yards passing than we did give, so give the kids a chance. Um, what else did we learn last week? Going into this week's game, we do know, I tell you, A.J. Green has gotten more press this week I love A.J. Green, don't get me wrong, but, man, A.J. Green's press clippings have taken off this week. People are, like, just, like, discovering that A.J. Green is unstoppable all of a sudden. And uh, I think it's great. I do think A.J. Green is unstoppable. Um, lots of talk about A.J. Green and Joe Cox this week and just how freaking awesome they are. I'm glad to see those guys getting a little love. Absolutely. I'm also glad to see Drew Butler getting some love. You know, we were kind of out front on this thing about his punts early in the season, especially in the Oklahoma State game, were the product of some lucky rolls, you know? And they were. But you can definitely not say now he's getting lucky rolls. This kid is, oh, no. is killing it. He's he really killing is. it. 
And uh, I, I hope he keeps that up this week too. You know, and maybe the lucky rolls, you know, built up his confidence. I mean, he is, he he's punting like Jim Broadway. Right. So we got ASU, Arizona State. We know some stuff about Arizona State. We went to Arizona State game last year, old dog. The Dogapalooza, the uh, the the Rumble in the Desert. Yeah. Um, we've got some Arizona State fans coming. I'll tell you, here's what you need to know about Arizona State. Their defense is better than their offense. Their offensive output this year has been the product of some very weak opponents. Their quarterback, Danny Sullivan, he's not even liked by Arizona State fans or their media out there. They they don't like his mechanics. They think their receivers have got a case of the drops. Um, their offense is not as good as their defense. They right now, though, Arizona State is leading the nation, old dog, in total defense. Now, yeah. again, that's a product, I think, of playing two really weak teams. Who, didn't they hold somebody? They held – what was the team they held to, like, a ridiculously low yardage count? Oh, I don't, like the Idaho Potatoes or something. Yeah, like Idaho, I think they left them to, like, 37 yards total offense for the yeah. game. So, I mean, yeah, that, that'll get you – that'll move you up in the ratings. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> but, well, you know, I mean, it was kind of like the same thing we ran into with, you know, with Mullet coming into the game last week. I mean, he had the number one passer rating and all of that because they had beaten Missouri State. Sure, something. exactly. I mean, you know, statistics like that at the beginning of the year really don't don't hold a lot of water. I mean, probably the one statistic that does is the fact that they lead the nation in uh, turnover margin and takeaways. Absolutely. Which plays right into their hands <laughs> because we are at the very bottom of the pile. Yeah. Or I think we're actually, I think there are ten people maybe worse yes. than us. But uh, they're you know, a, they're a plus eight, and we're a negative seven. I think yeah. it is. After they played two games, we played three. They're plus eight on turnover ratio, and we're negative seven. Wow! But here I go being negative again. Yeah, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about what we got to do to win this let's game. Let's talk about the fact that we have given the ball away seven more times than we've taken it. Yet we're still. Two and one, two and, and one, and two, two and zero oh in the SEC. <laughs> two and zero oh in the SEC. Yeah, so ASU leads the nation in turnover ratio. We're like last in the nation in turnover ratio. Their defense is rated number one in total defensive yards allowed and points allowed and things like that. And our defense is rated last. Exactly. Again, playing right into their hands. But um, you know, I think probably the best player on Arizona State's team is hurt now. They had a kicker. All-American, a real kicker. They had a great kicker. He is out for four to six weeks and is being replaced by a true freshman walk-on. So, you know, I kind of I, li- I like that. I mean, you know, that's yeah. a huge factor because for well, extra and points, I like, and goals, I like and playing kickoffs. a team whose best player is their kicker. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. So, um, I mean, it could only be better if your best player is your punter or your long snapper. <laughs> I think punters even better than long snappers. <laughs> but um yeah, if your punter's your best player, you yeah, got a real problem. You are really reaching. So um yeah, their all-American kicker is out um and their quarterback is named Danny Sullivan. Uh he replaces this guy Rudy Carpenter and everybody's saying, you know, Rudy Carpenter was the guy they had last year and was supposed to be super great, yeah. kind of like the kind of like LaFerver up in Central Michigan, and neither one of them really panned out. Um, no, and I mean, and we held them to ten points last year. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be much of a game, quite frankly. Really? Ah, uh, yeah. 
I mean, I am hoping that this this is a game that we need to use if we are going to get better defensively. This is the game to do it. Uh, in reading stuff and talking with players and hearing what the coaches have to say, apparently one of our big weaknesses is the fact that we're very susceptible to play to play action. And that's about all ASU does. So hopefully we can use this. I'd like to think of this kind of as a scrimmage game. Use them as a scout team, and we have got to use this game to improve on what we're doing because I'm telling you, we are getting ready to get into a stretch where we're going to play some real teams. I mean, we got to face it. South Carolina and Arkansas are not the cream of the SEC. No. But we're we're going against LSU that, you know, may not have their best team this year, but they're going to be the best team that we've played year to date. Uh, Tennessee, for all their offensive woes, have a very good defense. Yeah. They got Eric Berry uh, you know, and Monty Kiffin. That's working. They're coming in, and, and it doesn't get any easier after that. I agree. I agree. And, you know, and I, I think you're right. We do need to use this game as kind of a warm-up. you remember how our defense, there was a little period there, I, I like to call it the golden age of Willie Martinez, when we had Marcus Howard, and remember when we just went nuts on Hawaii? And then there was a little period there where everybody thought, hey, man, our defense could be really good, you know? It was pretty short-lived, yeah. but there was a time there when we thought, wow, we're putting this together. This is the kind of game, and this is the kind of offense, this is the kind of game where Willie Martinez is going to I, – I, this is what I think might could happen. He dials it up. The defense is pissed off because everybody's talking about them. They go nuts this weekend and just crush Arizona State. And then you get a whole week of, you see, you see, Willie Martinez is good. Willie Martinez is working it out. Willie Martinez is turning it around, you know. And we have a whole week of that crap, you know. Wow. Well, I'm not sure anybody's going to say that. But it would be, hopefully, this is the kind of game where the defense can, can gain some confidence because they're certainly going to need it going in to really the meat of the SEC schedule. Right. And along those lines, just, I mean, Brian Evans, and and this is, and then I've got to stop. You must stop. But Brian Evans needs, he should have been benched just because he is, he, he doesn't know what he's doing out on the field. And he and admits then, that he doesn't know then, what he's and doing. And then he is stupid enough to to admit it. I mean, he needs to be benched just because he is a dumbass. <laughs> there are times when I don't even know the play. Yeah. And there are other times when I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And he's not a walk-on freshman, you know? This no. isn't his first game. I mean, it is embarrassing that the kid goes to the University of Georgia. <laughs> and, and is that... Is and that that's the best we've got. Naive yeah. about what to say. They need to put a gag order on him. He needs to take a page out of Coach Sarles book where he just doesn't talk. Oh, I'm telling you. How, okay. <laughs> okay, we've got to stop talking about that. So have we that. said enough about the defense? Yes, we have. Okay. Let's, let's talk about offense for a little bit because I do want to talk about this Richard Samuel Caleb King situation. And, and, and the lack of yeah. any mention <laughs> of Carlton Thomas. Which, As we said Sunday. Which we called. Man, 
you miss a block, that's it. People are Absolutely. dead meat. Carlton Thomas has got to hope that maybe next year he'll get to see the field. <laughs> He needs to. He needs to hope that Caleb King, Caleb King, or Richard Sam gets hit by a bolt of lightning or something. So, because as we told you, dog fans, the worst thing you can do as a running back, even worse than fumbling the ball inside the twenty, is missing a block. Because, and I'm not saying that's what I personally think. I'm just telling you that's what this coaching staff thinks. Yeah. Because. You know, Caleb King had two fumbles last week, and they're like, well... No, you, Richard you, Samuel did. I mean, I'm sorry. Richard Samuel, that's what I meant. Richard Samuel yeah. had two fumbles last week, and they're like, well, damn it, Richard Samuel, you better get it together. Don't fumble anymore. You might start to lose snaps. You might start to lose playing time. <laughs> Carlton Thomas missed a block, and he might as well not man, even he, be on the he's team He's on a milk cart. <laughs> he's on a milk cart this week, man. <laughs> like, where is he? So... You know, is he gonna is he gonna make the bus from Buttsmere to the stadium? <laughs> and as we reported, Caleb King was blocking pretty good. Hence, yeah. he's still in the conversation. You know, and more playing time. Exactly. You exactly. know, and Carlton Thomas ain't making the traveling squad from, <laughs> from, from the Buttsmere to Sanford Stadium. So there you go, dog fans. I do think it's going to be there. They are they have been looking for an excuse, looking for a reason to work Caleb King back into the rotation to get him more snaps. Samuel fumbling is playing right into that plan. Um, I'm not even saying I disagree with it at this no, point. No, King had a King had King a good had a good game. game. He, had, he had a good he yard had some per great blocks. Was averaging a little over, uh, well over five yards a carry. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Man, we I, we need all we can get. He can if he can do healthy. it, yeah, if he can do it, let's do it, baby. And uh, I like Richard Samuel. If Caleb King can run, let him run too. Um, that's where we are right now, you know. Yeah, and I would love to see a a real get back to Georgia football, a real ball control. You know, let's, let's use this, like we said before, as a tune-up game. Let's do the things Georgia does. See, now that's let's when you start to sound. You want to run, run, run. You don't want to throw to the tight ends. You don't want to bomb it to A.J. Green. No. I want I a want. balanced attack. I don't want that Chuck well, we Noll, Pittsburgh had a Steeler attack. crap. Have, have the three games we've played so far been balanced? Look, I want to do what works. If throwing the ball deep is working, let's do that. I mean, I like running works too. We've had to. We've had to throw the ball deep. I know because, because the because other team score is scoring thirty some odd <laughs> points a game against us. I understand that, and I would. It would be great if we could pound the rock. Don't get me wrong. You're well, right. Well, and, and I and let's Derek, do that. You know, you know as damn well as I do. If we are going to beat LSU, Tennessee have a chance against Florida, we've got to pound the rock. Because I'm telling you, we're not going to score 48 or 50 points against those boys. You're right. You're absolutely right, now, especially Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's and, and, defense is going to come in there hot, buddy. Uh, Florida's good. LSU's – I mean, we haven't played a real good defense. You're right. South Carolina may – South Carolina's probably the best defense we've played. Probably. South Carolina is absolutely the best defense we've played so far this year. So, and we're going to have to do better. But, I mean, we did put a lot of points on that defense, you know. Um, our offense we, is pretty yeah. effective. So, but I would love to see a good ball control game because it's just, you know, when crunch time comes, you've got to be able to control the ball and control the clock. And we don't, and, and I mean, here it is. We don't need to be the Hawaii of the SEC <laughs> because we saw what happened 
when a team like that comes up against a team that can actually play defense. Well, I agree. Now, back to the game this week. Okay. Did you see where Coach Erickson made what I consider to be? I guess he thinks he was making a compliment, but if you ask me, it was like a backhanded compliment, you know? Talking about our defense, he said, I don't see any difference between their defense this year and their defense last year. That's his quote, right? And I'm like, you know what? Neither do we, Coach Harrison. No. <laughs> that's, that's part of the problem. I think he thought that was a good thing to say about us. But um, I also want to talk about A.J. Green and a quote he made this week about uh, Cox. Have you noticed that Cox Cox has taken on so much power, old dog. He has the power to actually change his stats after the game. Can you believe it? He can bend space and time to his own will. He actually went back in time and took away one of his incompletions this past week. He went from being uh, uh, 17 of 26 to 17 of 25 it, after the game happened. You know? You gotta love that. You gotta like a quarterback that can bend space and time. And AJ Green actually said the kind of ball that Joe Cox throws, you have no choice but to catch it. No choice, old dog. You have no choice, which is I why mean, I'm here to tell you that Tavares King is gl- is lucky to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> when Tavares King went back to the huddle after dropping that ball, you know he was he was in fear of his life. I think. I mean, the way Joe Cox is running things right now, I mean, he was two inches from having six touchdown passes and maybe 450 yards passing last week. You know? setting a record. I know. Tavares King, lucky to be alive. Yeah. So Joe Cox is on top of everything. Everybody's in love with Joe Cox. Nobody can remember their Oklahoma State game at all or what they said after the Oklahoma State game. We're all in love with Joe Cox, and I'm glad. I'm glad for him because that kid earned it. I didn't, I'm glad he didn't turn out or hasn't turned out to be JT4, you know? Well, that and, I mean, but to keep things in perspective, he's probably not as bad as we thought he was after Oklahoma State. But unfortunately, he's probably not as good as we think he is after these two teams. And uh, we're going to see what happens as the season goes along. But, yeah, I agree with you. He's, uh, you know, he's not DJ Shockley, but he sure isn't uh, Tereshinsky either. Right. Well, Coach Erickson said last year that the Bulldogs absolutely dominated ASU. And he says they probably should have burnt the tape. He said because they dominated so much. Do you think George is going to – you think – you're saying you think George is going to be able to dominate them as much or even worse than they did last year in, in Tempe? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I truly do think so. Uh, I think we could probably score as many points on them as we want to offensively. Uh, hopefully we're going to go to a more ball control type game. I would love to see both Samuels – and Caleb King have over 100 yards. That would that would do the old dog's heart good. I'd you, like to see Joe Cox maybe be like eight for 12 in passing. What? You are nuts. That is never <laughs> 12 passing attempts. That would be. I, I, what is this? 1979? Are you crazy? There's not going to be 12 passing attempts. If, if we run an average of 50 plays, you're saying you want 35 or 36 runs you and 12 passes. Absolutely. <laughs> you're talking like a crazy person, old dog. How is that a balanced attack? He we needs to be 17 Derek, or 25. We don't need a balanced attack with a defensive plays like we do. We need the offense. To step up <laughs> on the and field. keep the defense 
off the field as long as they possibly can. You want 47 minutes of possession is what you want, right? I, I want 60 minutes of possession. <laughs> All right, dog fans. What else have you got for us on this uh, Arizona State team? What's what's the rest of the talk on this Arizona State team, old dog? There really isn't a whole lot. I mean, they're, they're a mediocre, if that, uh, Pac-10 team. They don't have a chance coming in to – Athens, all I can say is if we show up, we're going to win. That's for my friends in Chicago. Ooh, wow. I knew you. And, I just and felt I like you, you were going to bring that. And I tell you what, the Arizona State fans that do come to Athens are going to be shocked because they're going to see a college town that doesn't run out of alcohol before a game starts. Do you remember last year when they got on we to us for cheering the too damn loud? town dry. <laughs> They got on to us, not for being obnoxious, not for being drunk, just for physically being too loud. Yeah. And it's they, like, we don't, we, we don't cheer that loud here. Come on. I know, you're acting like a crazy person. What's they turned around about? and looked at us, and they were like, really, do you have to be that loud? I mean, yeah. we're just watching a game here. I mean, honestly, it was really funny. And yeah, I'll tell you something else gonna, they did. And we're going to exit the stadium at halftime. And then <laughs> and, we'll come back in. And we come back. They go to their cars at halftime and then come back in. They jingle their keys. They don't even know what that means, I don't think. They jingle their keys at the opposing team when they're losing. I don't even what is that a threat? You know, I'm gonna leave if you don't play. I, I it must be. I, don't I know mean why. it's kinda like that weird fingery thing that uh Virginia who, who, West Virginia does. West Virginia does. Yeah, I, like I, I got uh, I got Parkinson's. I, yeah, I don't know I don't what that means. That either. <laughs> Since two thousand, Arizona State is three and twenty six against the top twenty five, with every one of those twenty six losses coming by an average of seventeen points. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a game that we need to get well on. They were picked fifth in their division of the pack. Yeah, I mean, they're really not even a middle of the road pack team. No, they're kind no, of they're a, just <laughs> they're just not very good. They're really not very good. So that's that's the tape on them. And I don't want to get caught looking past them, but you know they've got to come to Athens. It's going to be humid. They did draw a night game, so that's going to help them a little bit. But it's going to be a different kind of heat, different kind of humidity, certainly a different kind of yeah, fan they're base. Yeah, they're not used to that wet heat. And they never play in a stadium like this that, that no. is this kind of loud. No, not these, when they go to Southern Cal, not when they go to California or Idaho or wherever no, it is they these, play. These kids have never seen anything like this before and probably never will again. It'll be something they tell their grandchildren about when they went into Athens, Georgia. Yeah, and with their walk-on freshman, true freshman kicker. So that pretty much does it, old dog. <laughs> now, one thing, one thing I want to you know throw out: we need to compliment our kicking game. Do you know that we are second in the SEC in the number of touchbacks? Mm. We've got four. Ole Miss has five. And that's us with us only trying for touchbacks about half the time. Yeah, and one of the best descriptions, and I can't remember who had it in some of the stuff I've been reading this week, but probably the best description of Coach Fab that I've heard, he says he's like a mule that doesn't mind a beating and doesn't like carrots. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth, isn't it? That oh. is just how stubborn that son of a bitch is. <laughs> 
That is the truth, man. Doesn't mind a beating and don't like carrots. Yeah. Um, speaking of coaches getting whipped, Coach Rick wanted everybody to put out the message that the dog walk will be at 5 p.m. It will not be screwed up like it was for the South Carolina game. It will be at 5 p.m. Some of the defensive secondary may not show up. They didn't know the play. Where it is or where they're supposed to be. (laughs) That's true. You won't see Brian Evans at the dog walk, but the dog walk will begin promptly at 5 p.m. It won't start at 4.45 or 4.30, 5 p.m. on the button. So uh, get your kids down there next to Tate 2 and get ready for the dog walk. Um other little housekeeping thing. We had a winner in the poll. Hey, in the pool this week, old dog, I was seventh. Man, you are the man. Dude, I was like seventh. I, I can't like, even figure out how to get into the thing. I think I was eight and one in the pool this wow. week. I was pretty and excited. And you were seventh? Yeah, well, you know, it's like it's like a golf thing. you got like three number ones, and then you have yeah. like three number fours, and then you have like nine number sevens, you know? But um, well, the, the winner this week. Losing, yeah. Go ahead. The winner this week is, like, is somebody named, their name is F-U-U-F. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, old dog. F-U-U-F? I, I have no idea what that means. But anyway, I don't either. If, uh, if you're F-U-U-F, uh, you're the winner of the poll this week. So send me your name and address and we'll get you out of some, some swag from the prize closet. I tell you what we need to send them is our show notes from Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we're going to start auction off show Autographs. notes. Autographs. Autographs show notes from the Dogcast. Um, dog fans, that's about all I've got. Old Dog, what do you want to go with here? Well, I mean, I mean, that's it. We're playing a team whose best player is hurt and was their kicker. Mm-hmm. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. dogs, we need to buckle down. We need to get back to Georgia defense. Coach Martinez, you know, hopefully you can pull it together. Uh, make a good showing, something you can put on your resume because hopefully you're going to be looking for a job at the end of the year. Uh, Offense, less just pound the rock. Let's not put the ball in the air unless we absolutely have to. Okay, I hear you. And, by the way, if you live in Atlanta – I'm start. I'm restarting. They've been on vacation. They've been on day doing a hiatus or whatever, best of shows or whatever. But the guys at uh, Project 96.1, the Giant Brian Show, we're back live this week, Friday morning. I'll be doing the the uh, pregame Arizona State stuff on uh, 96.1 in Atlanta this weekend. So I'm pretty, you know, uh, that's actually Friday morning. Now you're going to be more focused this year. I'm going to be more focused to the point they want me to be less funny. And more informative. Boy, I that said, would be hard. I said, hey, being less funny, <laughs> that's what I do, baby. <laughs> Nobody's better at being less funny than me. So, uh, uh, anyway, I'll be on 961 uh, Friday morning. So, About what time? About 8 I o'clock. I mean, if I'm cruising around Atlanta in my, in my rowboat mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and having my little transistor <laughs> radio and want to listen to you, when should I tune in? Or if you're on the roller coaster, have you seen that roller coaster at Six Flags that's like underwater? You know, the no. wooden one? Most of us underwater, and we showed Jake the picture of it, and Jake goes, man, I want to ride that roller coaster. <laughs> but uh, anyway, dog fans, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. That's all we got. Call us at 706-534-1516 or email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Uh, shirts are flying. If you want a shirt, there's still a few left. The illegal CLC band shirt. Put $15 in the hat at the PayPal button on the website. Send me an email with your size and your address, and we'll get it out. Dog fans, let's whip the devils. 
Arizona State Devils, 7 o'clock on ESPNU coming up this weekend. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend, old dog, take us out of here. Man, let's just hope that the dogs are taking this game a lot more seriously than we are. <laughs> there you go. Go dogs. Derek and old dog, I don't know how in the world y'all can leave out Francis for hip-checking somebody out of bounds and then celebrating after they just ran over you for the first down. I understand he didn't muffle the pawn. I understand that wasn't his fault, but Francis hip-checked, and then he's going to celebrate. Anyway, John, I'm in Michigan. As a team, another John on the show. Later. Hey, I want to come back to that right quick. That guy's comment there about Prince Miller you know, celebrating after the 11-yard gain by uh, after stopping at the guy at 11 yards, he's totally right. I, I was completely pissed off when I saw that. You know, I know it's not his fault the guy got 11 yards down the field, per se, but you don't puff yourself up and act like you did something after you stop a running back at 11 yards and you gave up the first down. Note to the defense, no freaking celebrating after an 11-yard gain by the other team, all right? Hey, guys, I'm not so much uh, worried about getting on the air with this one, um, but would like you guys to bring it up at some point in time. There's a few things that, that we don't do very well fundamentally right now, and I know you guys are always knocking on it, but one thing that I can't get out of my head being a running backs coach is uh, every time, seems like every time, that Richard Samuel or Caleb King get the football going to the left-hand side of the field, they leave it in their right hand. And these are just small things that will help not only with not fumbling, but breaking tackles, just little things like that that I don't think we do. You know, of course, defensively, you could say locking up or playing where you're supposed to be. All those things are fundamentals, penalties, this, that, and the other. And maybe we're just uh, taking into account that, they got, that these guys know how to do these things. I don't know. Just a thought there. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and say Joe Cox has done a great job after all the adversities he's been through. Uh, keep it up, and go dogs.